This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page here, 94WIP. Check it out. Subscribe. So much uh, content going up on our YouTube page on a daily basis here. Tucker Bagley will join me in a little bit as we discuss the Eagles off a three-game losing streak, of course. Hopefully, for them, a soft landing coming up on Monday against the Giants on Christmas and then Arizona, Giants again. The Eagles have a chance to get this thing steadied a little bit before we get to the playoffs but they have to, and it has to start now. And really, they have to steady the offense. The defense, they already made their change. Patricia's in and Desai is out and all that kind of stuff. And I thought they played overall better on Monday against Seattle. They did get up the touchdown drive to Drew Locke. But it's the offense that is a major issue right now and really has been since the bye. If you go back and look at the Eagles' offense since their bye week, they have scored a total of 36 points in the first half of the five games. That is not good enough to win in the NFL. You're going to be down, especially with this defense, Every single week. So how do you fix the offense? Well, play calling is certainly a major part of it. Execution certainly a major part of it. There's not really many levers they could pull in terms of player change. On defense, that is more of a thing. You know, we talk about Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo, who could go in, who could go out, the old corners, rotation on the defense line, new linebackers, ton of different things they've done and can do on defense. The offense is what it is. I mean, these are the players you have, and they're good. I mean, this is where the strength of the team is. So it comes back to this for me. Yesterday, Nick Sirianni did his uh, weekly press conference, and I thought he was feisty. I thought he was on edge, which maybe is a good thing for the Eagles here. Maybe a good thing for him. He's feeling a little bit of heat and pressure here to get this thing right. But in the midst of his press conference yesterday, there was a lot of wacky stuff. But one thing that stood out to me is him basically saying, stop blaming Brian Johnson for the offense. It's my offense. All right, coach. Well, if it's your offense, how about calling the plays again? I think Nick Sirianni needs to take back play calling. You know, Last week, when they made the switch from Desai to Matt Patricia, they they opened up the can of worms that they're willing to change things pretty significantly this late in the season in, in the idea of fixing this and winning. So leave no stone unturned, and it's time to put Sirianni back in charge of what he says is his own offense. Now, I know what happened here two seasons ago when he started off as the play caller of his offense in 2021. It was very choppy. They were losing football games. He gave that up. And this thing turned around for a year and a half under Shane Steichen. Second part of 2021 and then all through a magical season last year, Steichen was excellent. He's gone now. And now we're watching this thing 
under Brian Johnson, and it's been choppy, and it's getting worse, not better. You know, it'd be different if the offense was, you know, ranked 8th, 10th, 11th, you know, whatever, but they were trending up as the weeks go on. No, they're trending down as the weeks go on. Last three weeks, they're bottom 10 in the NFL in points per play. You know, they, they run a lot of plays. They're out there, but it's just slogging to get down the field. They can't create explosive plays right now. They're forcing them because I think they're all frustrated with the uh, the inability to create them. So I think it's time for Sirianni to retake control of his own offense and give himself a second chance at calling plays and really give the future of his staff, the future for himself, and the future for this team more clarity moving forward. So first thing that hits me on why this needs to be done is, okay, when Sirianni gave up the play calling, there was a two-pronged thing. One, he wasn't very good at it then. And two, he thought he needed to be more on point as a head coach, a CEO, see everything, not just be buried in his play sheet. He thought it would help him be a better head coach. Okay, fine, it worked. But as I look at this year, Nick Sirianni, let's remove the play calling thing, just what he does right now as a CEO, head of everything, kind of manager of the game. Is he really excelling in that? Is he on top of things the way you want that kind of coach to be? The John Harbaugh, the Mike Tomlin, the Bill Belichick. You know, we go through the guys that don't call plays. The non-offensive guys don't call plays. Is, is do you Does he remind you of those guys when you watch him? Is he one step ahead of the other coach at every turn? I, I don't feel that way. And there have been some very bizarre in-game decisions late in the Jets game, the way they ran, you know, letting the Jets score that touchdown when they didn't have to. You know, late in the Commanders game, the first one that went to overtime, when they scored, when they shouldn't have scored, when all they had to do was sit on that football, kick a field goal, and the game never goes to overtime. So if he's going to be a CEO overseer, I got to see things way more buttoned up than I see him. I, I don't think they're a very buttoned up team. They have penalties. They're seemingly out of whack late in game situations. End of the first half, end of the second half, not so great, especially end of the first half this year. They've given up a ton of points situationally. They're not a great team. So that's out the window. He, it's, it's not like he's providing so much there that, oh, boy, oh, boy, I, I, I can't lose that to put him in as a play call. So that's number one. Number two, maybe he'll see things differently if he's the one calling the plays. Maybe things will click a little bit differently if he's the one doing it. You know, it's almost like he's writing a script, but he's having someone else read the lines. Maybe you read the lines. Maybe you'll hear it differently then and say, you know what? I thought that worked, but now that I'm I'm about to say it or I'm saying it to the quarterback's headset, this is not the moment for that. This this is okay. I like this play, but maybe it's for later. You know, those kind of things where there's a rhythm to play calling that I thought I've always thought Doug Peterson was excellent at when he was the Eagles coach. You know, he there were some things Doug was lacking in as a head coach, but in terms of motivating his guys and calling plays and setting up plays, I thought he was excellent, especially when the chips were down. And everyone kind of counted the Eagles out. I, I could count on Doug to call a really good game offensively, I, I, especially when they didn't have players. Like the end of 2019 when it was Boston Scott and who was that guy? It was a Perkins or someone playing tight end. Who knows who it was? But, you know, Greg Ward came out of nowhere. Doug found a way to scheme guys open. Doug found a way to get the offense in a rhythm, even with a, you know, marginal or average or slightly above average quarterback at that point in Carson Wentz. And there's no reason now – that better play calling, better play design can't get this thing in a rhythm with this offensive line, these skilled players, and Jalen Hurts, even if he's taken a step back from where he was last year, he could still perform at a high enough level to move the football and score some points. We saw that earlier this season. So maybe Sirianni could see things a little bit better. 
if he's the you know if he's the guy in charge of calling the plays play by play instead of just designing the offense. So this is not good now. You say it's your offense, so we'll stop blaming Brian Johnson. You get out there doing it. It's not like they are buttoned up anyway. And maybe he'll see things a little bit clearer if he's doing this. The other thing that that hits me on this, and I, I mentioned this when they made the change from Desai to Patricia. I think it could be a move for now, which obviously Desai for Patricia was, but it also creates clarity for the offseason, for the franchise, for the defense, for Howie Roseman, for Jeff Lurie. Let's use the defensive example. Over the next five weeks, right, four, five, six weeks, however long this, this train runs, if this defense plays much better under Matt Patricia I, and, and certain young guys emerge or the older guys play better, probably not going to happen in terms of Bradbury. But whatever the outcome is, the Eagles can have a different variable and some clarity on their decisions in the offseason for the defense. Let's, let's say it plays better. Let's say they play as a top 15, top, you know, top half of the league unit on defense the rest of the way. I think we can have a conversation. They can have a conversation. Like, wait a second. Maybe we aren't that bad on defense. We just need a couple tweaks. Uh, obviously, the, the change of coordinator, the side was holding us back. Okay, now I know I need to make the change there. I need to get a, a different corner, whatever. And we could be next year a top 10 defense or a top 12 defense. We'll be fine. But let's say the defense stinks the rest of the way. Well, then, hey, there's there's no more like it was the play caller. It was the play design. It was the too much aggression. But let's, it, no, it's your defense, Howie. You, you need to go out there and change both corners. You need to give one of the young guys a shot. Sign a Jalen Johnson. You know, draft a linebacker like maybe Jeremiah Trotter Jr. decently high in the draft. Like these are things that will be clear to them and to us by making the change. So it gives them a better shot for now and the future. Same thing with the offense. I can make that same case that, okay, take it back, Sirianni, call the plays, and we'll learn some stuff. We'll learn, is this scheme broken? Was the play caller to blame? Maybe it was just a matter of right recipe, wrong order. Um, I mean, I, I don't bake. I, I can cook a little bit. But I know in baking, you know, you need to put the ingredients in in the correct order, dry ingredients, the wet ingredients. You could have everything out you're supposed to have, but if you put it in the wrong order, that cake or that pie or whatever is probably not going to come out the way you want. Maybe that's the problem. You have the right ingredients, you have the right recipe, but you're putting it, you're, you're mixing the whole thing up and it's not flowing and teams could see the prop, you know, see and diagnose early. So maybe, and I don't know if it's true, but I just want to find out, maybe the, the play calling has been the problem, not the structure of the offense. So take it back and let's see. This thing flies for the next six weeks and the Eagles end on a super high note, maybe make it back to a title game and compete with San Francisco. Who the hell knows? Maybe get to a Super Bowl again. Guess what we don't have to do anymore? We don't have to wonder. And this year-to-year, replacing the coordinator, if he's any good, goes away. In an ideal world, and I remember Tucker and I talking about this when Sirianni was hired and then when he gave up play calling. And I remember saying this isn't a good long-term thing. It worked out with Shane Steichen. It's not working out right now very much so with Brian Johnson. But it puts you in a situation year by year where you don't have – continuity and structure on your offense. Guess what I don't wonder about? I don't wonder if the 49ers offense is going to work. I never do because they have Kyle Shanahan calling it and they have enough good players. I didn't worry about it when it was Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't worry about it with Brock Purdy. And if Trey Lance had progressed to a decent level, they probably would have moved the football with him. I think Purdy's the best of all these guys, but the point is the coach, the system, the play caller, that's, that's the constant there. The same thing with the Rams. It was Goff, it's Stafford, it's old, it's young. They score points because it's the play call. Andy Reid, whether it's Donovan McNabb, it's A.J. Feely, it's Kevin Cobb, it's Jeff Garcia, it's Vic, whatever. 
they score points. And then now to Alex Smith, to Patrick Mahomes, there's different levels, but they score points. There's no worry about the offense. We have a worry now because Shane Steichen leaves. They can't do it anymore. They're not as good anymore. Brian Johnson, if he had been great this year, which he hasn't, he'd be a head coach next year. So if Sirianni takes this back and it works, the revolving door ends. Dude, just call the plays. Just be this team's Shanahan, this team's McVay. And if it doesn't work, he takes it back and the thing flops or it's even worse. Well, then we have a big picture discussion. And Jeff Lurie has a big picture conversation in his own head and with Howie. Is this guy the right guy? Is this guy totally broken? Do we need to bring an offensive coordinator to run his system and let just Sirianni be the manager and the, and the CEO and whatever, but his offense is out of here and we pick someone else's offense? All that, like clarity for now, clarity for the future. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tucker, I think it's time for Siri and I to take back play calling because this isn't working. And much like the defense... If they change it up, at least maybe they'll know in six weeks, hmm, was it the players? Was it the scheme? Who's in, who's at fault here? What do you think? I think the first thing we have to do is you need to apologize to Josh Perkins for not remembering his time with the Eagles. It was so Josh Perkins. I knew it was, it a was Perkins. Josh Perkins. Yeah, you, you were halfway there. Um, but let's not forget Josh Perkins um, and, and you know, that, that magical three- or four-week run where he got to play. But, yeah, I mean, you look at this offense and, and how it struggled and – I almost want Nick Sirianni to, to take ownership of it, right? Like more in just words, like take action. And we talked about it a lot on the evening show, however many years ago, that it's weird that the one thing that fixed the offense was Nick Sirianni kind of washing his hands of it, right? And handing it off to Shane Steichen and saying, you do this. And you look at the track record and Shane Steichen's now done it with three teams, right? He had success with Justin Herbert when he was in San Diego. Obviously, Justin Herbert has struggled, but that offense hasn't gone as well since he left. He had success with Jalen Hurts when he was here calling plays, and we've seen what Jalen Hurts looks like now. And you look at what he's done in Indianapolis, where he made Anthony Richardson look like probably the rookie of the year favorite before he got hurt. Now he has them on a cusp of a playoff spot with Gardner Minshew playing quarterback and throwing to Michael Pittman and, and really nobody else outside of him on, on that offense. And you just look at what Nick Sirianni's done, and I am worried about not just the, the continuity, but, but what does this mean for the future? Because if Nick Sirianni's an offensive coach who isn't directly involved with the offensive game planning and isn't directly involved with the play calling on – a game-to-game basis, then what what really are you doing? Like then at that point, you're at the mercy of your offensive coordinator. And I don't think Brian Johnson's gonna get fired at the end of the year. Maybe he does. Maybe you know Jeff Lurie and and, and Howie Roseman are, are you know sick of watching this offense sputter and they they think it's time to make a move. Although I think Jalen Hurts probably would champion Brian Johnson giving their their previous relationship. And I just think if things had gone differently and things had worked out, right? And let's say this offense is playing the way it was earlier in the season where it wasn't like pulling like teeth. And I think they have three touchdowns and five turnovers in the last three games. If they have been playing better, there's the case to be made that Brian Johnson could have been a head coaching candidate, right? And he could be moving on and we'd be right back in the same boat. And at this point, for Jalen Hurts, who it was a big deal heading into last year that he had two or the same offensive coordinator for two years in a row for the first time since high school, 
if things work out with Brian Johnson and things get better and he turns things around, Brian Johnson's going to leave and they're going to bring someone else in. And if someone else and Jalen Hurts have the same kind of success, that guy's going to leave. And if they don't have success, he's going to get fired because there's such a high standard with this team right now. And it just makes it so unsustainable. And I don't know if Nick Sirianni's CEO abilities or game management abilities are so great that he can get away not being, you know, kind of the face and the driver of this offense from a coaching standpoint when he's an offensive head coach. Like, you, you look around at the other great offensive head coaches in the NFL. You mentioned Shanahan and Reed. I just, if he wants to be mentioned in, you know, the upper echelon of coaches, I don't think he even scratches the surface when it comes to the, those guys, when it comes to game planning, when it comes to in-game adjustments. It just it, it, he falls short, and I just I wonder where this team can go if he stays away and, and he doesn't get back to this. We could be doing this every year, where every year it's either the offense coordinator was really good and he's going to leave to be a head coach, or he's really bad. We have to fire him and find a new one. Yeah, and and the thing is, this is not what Jeff Lurie wants. I mean, think about who he hires. He hires offensive play callers to be his head coach from Andy Reed to Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson. And that's what Sirianni was supposed to be. And obviously the timeline and the path changed and they had success last year. I'll end with this. Mike McCarthy, you know, Tucker used that word ownership. It's a good word. Mike McCarthy did this. He moved on from Kellen Moore. He could have brought a new offense coordinator. And a lot of people would have run to Dallas to go take over the Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and all the, and those guys. I mean, they, they could have got almost their pick of the litter of play callers McCarthy's like, no, I, I'm going to do it. I'm an offensive coach. I used to call plays. The Cowboys have had more success this year offensively than they have in, in years. It's worked. Take ownership of your own offense. It's time for Nick Sirianni to stop saying, hey, stop blaming Brian Johnson. Okay, we'll stop. You call the plays, and everyone will blame you, or they'll say, you know what? You saved the season. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Of course, our YouTube page here, 90 for WIP. Subscribe there. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.